street epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. You can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com. <laughs> so we will talk to Sam. Hi, Sam. Okay. Hello, Sam. Thank you for calling the line. We have to, we have to make this kind of brief. Yeah. What's going on? Hi, Sam. Hello. Um, Hi. So I'll, I guess I'll preface this with uh, I'll try and be as concise as possible with what I'm going to say. This was a kind of a spontaneous okay. calling in. I'm not entirely sober. Oh, okay. Well, if you're um, intoxicated, then we don't necessarily want to, to delve too far into it, Sam. But we will give you oh, a brief opportunity. No, it's, um, it's a, it's, Why don't you ask, it's, stumble it's out your question, and we'll try to stumble out a response. If you're not comfortable with that, it's fine. Put out your question, Sam. We'll, we'll, see, we'll see how we go. Let's, see, let's hear your question. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I was, it, it, It's basically... Um, I... Um, I've been looking at a, a lot of street epistemology recently, and I have some issues with it from the standpoint of having anxiety and having been the target of someone trying to SE me without my consent before, which I think probably colours my view of it. And I was thinking, if I want to try and clear that up, you two will be the people to talk to about it. Hmm. And well, so that'd be <laughs> Yeah, that's good. Um, I think I got the gist of it. Um, what, did you want to add anything to that? So yeah, it's uh, the the main kind of issue I I think I would have with it, but I'm not entirely certain yet. Would be that a lot of it seems to be a very much very much about making. Uh, I, I appreciate the part of it which is making someone consider their options, but I think you can cause someone to be less confident in any claim, even if it's one that's fairly obviously true. And I think as someone with anxiety, that can kind of... Hmm. Are you concerned that it's, that it's manipulation? Is that what you're attempting to say? That it's manipulating you into beliefs as opposed to teaching you a method, like a way to, or manipulating you out of beliefs, perhaps, as opposed to a way of sh demonstrating your internal epistemology and scrutinizing it? Yeah, or that it can easily be used that way, even if that's not its intention. Okay. Yeah. So that yeah, even, I, I, so the powerful tool, and it, when wielded incorrectly, people could use it as a manipulation tool. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I just, yeah. Okay. All right. I think I can. Run I just wanted with, to I think clarify. I yeah. Yeah, go that's ahead. good. I think I can run with. Let me run with that a little bit, and then you can jump in, Sam, if you want to correct me. But. Um. I mean, street epistemology is a tool that people can learn. And sometimes people, they watch a few videos or read a book and then, uh, or, or a tip sheet or, or they just get a whiff of what it is and they think that they, they have it and they go out to do it. And then later after the fact, uh, they may disclose that they were using this thing called street epistemology. So it's one of the risks of this method is that, uh, people who maybe sort of a little bit, um, ham-handed with the approach can be using it and really cause harm to people 
I think that that's a possibility of the approach. And uh, even people with the best intentions, like even maybe myself with, with as much experience as I have with the approach, I could engage with somebody, they could end up doubting their position that is actually factually true. And on top of that, they can walk away just feeling horrible about themselves because they, they, they were engaged in something that maybe they didn't know what they were getting themselves into. Um, I recognize that that's a possibility. I, I don't know what more we can do to try to mitigate for that other than some of the things that you might notice that a lot of us try to do by explaining what it is, by literally telling people, I'd like to ask you questions that will respectfully challenge a claim that you think is true. And ideally, one that's really tied to your identity and it, you, you're motivated to act out on it. Like, I want to go for a really deep belief that you have. So, and then there's other things like getting consent to make sure that that's what they want to do. And then um, trying to end it if I notice that people are becoming particularly uncomfortable. And then maybe even giving people a way to reach out to me afterwards if they're struggling with it. Um, but even despite all that, you can still potentially really upset people by using this approach and asking these kinds of questions. Um, you can ask just one, you, I mean, you can just ask one question like, well, which God are we talking about here? That could throw somebody into a, a, a turmoil when that's just like a basic question that we would ask. So what I think is really important is to, and I don't do this all the time. Like sometimes I'll, I'll get on TikTok. I notice a, a, a religious TikTok and I'll ask a probing question and I'm not asking for consent. And I have no idea how many people will come by and just roll their eyes at that question or be profoundly impacted by it. So I think it, always in the back of my mind, I try to keep in mind that these questions could upset people. But um, then again, a lot of the engagements that we have with people when we're arguing with them or giving them facts or ridiculing them can be upsetting to people as well. So it's, it's almost like Part of me just wants to say, listen, that's just kind of what comes with the territory when you're engaging with people on their deeply held beliefs. This is something that we should probably all be prepared for. But there's something about these SE questions that that is catching people's attention. And I think it's stories like your own, Sam, that um, maybe people who are on the receiving end aren't so happy with it. Maybe they're a little disturbed by it. And then that kind of feedback can bubble up and, and reach people who are promoting the method or trying to learn it or whatever, or they're completely unfamiliar with it. And their first exposure to it is somebody who's upset about having partaken in it. Um, I don't really know if I have a solution for you other than if you can, try to reach out to the person who engaged with you and let them know what happened as a result of your questions so that they can be a little bit more prepared the next time they decide to use this tool or not. Um, it's, it's, it's the feedback yeah. from the, the people who are using it and on the receiving end of it who are helping us make this better. So I, I, the, the last thing I want to do is like blow you off or just like, ah, that's just a one-off thing. Like, no, I, th I think that that's something that happened. We should, we should consider it it would be great if it was recorded and we can actually point to things and say, ah, did you notice how that, that person using SE completely ignored what they said and they went for this and they forced a definition on the person? There may be some things that happened in that talk that, that I would agree with you on and say, that was problematic. I, I wouldn't recommend that you do that. But there's thousands of conversations of people doing this approach 
and and there's really no way there's no good way of um other other than encouraging people to bring those things to the community so that we can consider them and like like i said we're building a course your bad experience could actually help make our method better so i, I never want to like blow people off who who have had a bad experience or who have criticisms of the method the approach has improved dramatically in the in the eight years or so since this thing started because of issues like like your surfacing so um i don't speak for the whole community but i i do want to say that i i uh that kind of feedback concerns me you know i don't want to hurt i don't want people to, to feel bad for having had somebody for somebody having used this approach on them my optimum situation is somebody like az like at the start of the program where he kept coming back for more like maybe he's actually starting to use the tool um, that's that's the thing that kind of gives me hope about this method that maybe it's you know perhaps it actually is a good thing and it's not manipulation when the practitioners themselves want people to use it on us and I think that's the that's the thing that gives me hope that this is a good thing and not a bad thing does that help Sam do you have any follow-up um Sam I mean <laughs> not really maybe he's meeting I don't really have much. Sorry for the delay. It's funny on okay. this end. Um, so I don't really have a fault besides maybe the comment that um, I, I think when people have been like in the SE Discord server, when people have been learning it, I think I've spotted quite often where they make a lot of, and this just comes from the society we live in, presumptions that say because say, I'm a polytheist that something to SE me on is automatically my polytheism where <laughs> yeah, right. you convince me the gods don't exist tomorrow you just make me an atheo pagan oh I see yeah it wouldn't I think they're, they're, change my they're, life they're, yeah that's that's another thing too is that a lot of to the people who initially get into this approach are coming at it from a from an atheistic point of view and they see the they see the potency of the tool and they're so eager to use it on a theist. It's almost like, we, we, I, I've seen it. We Every get excited when we see- Every theist becomes a mark at that point and then theists don't want right. to. Yeah. And yeah. We, we, we need to shift this mindset of, um, of immediately going for the things that we think we need to correct in other people and actually just listen to people and wait, wait for you to state your claim and make sure that we're talking about like, when you say you believe in a God, is it the concept of a God that you believe in, or is it actually an entity or entities? And I think we often just sort of run with it. And be f and yeah, I'd be pissed off too if, if people were asking me questions about a position that I don't hold. That that would be extremely frustrating. So um, that's, that's something that we need to work on as a community to do. And I, I do think that... Um, like the, the essence of the community that, that I notice on Facebook and Reddit in the in the in the YouTube comments of SE videos on the Discord server is I think one of let's slow it down, let's be respectful, let's let's get clarity on what's happening here, and then if you agree, we will proceed. That seems to be the culture of where this is right now. This it may not always it may not be the culture. Maybe I'm in a bubble of my own bubble. Um, but it seems like that's the culture and it may not always be that, but it seems like that's where it is and that's that's probably where it will be for a while. 
until we have divisions and splits in the community, and that's going to be a sign of growth. And uh, you're doing SE wrong. I mean, I'm sure this this is all going to happen. But uh, if you're the in SE the SE community, if you're in the SE community, my advice would be to to surface your your complaints and and be willing to talk with people about it, and ideally give feedback to the person. And you don't necessarily want to embarrass that person. But maybe you can just reach out to them personally and and just let them know. I didn't really like that. Yeah, and that kind of chatting just here has reduced some of my concerns about it a bit, at least, which is always useful. Good to keep communications open. Yeah, that's good. And like the most important thing I think this is me interjecting as someone who's not a street epistemologist, but somebody who had spent a lot of time in my life studying um, communication models and and manipulation tactics. I don't see it as a manipulation tactics. And one of the reasons that it's, and the most important one I think is that um, there's open forthright consent entering into the conversation. So you. You don't owe anybody a dialogue. If you know, if, if approaching street epistemology is something that gives you anxiety, maybe learn more about it. Or if somebody approaches you wanting to have that conversation, you always have the right to say no, thank you. Like if you're if if street epistemology is something that gives you anxiety, I would strongly recommend not approaching that Discord server unless you have somebody in that. You know what I mean? Because people are going to use that Discord server for that purpose because that's why that Discord server exists. But maybe give yourself an opportunity to interact with people who you see, like Anthony, who are doing it, you know, ethically and are really open to having conversations about how to, you know, do it better and the effect that it has on people and how to use a powerful tool for good as opposed to, you know... I don't think that there's there's any real um, damage to questioning and finding the best tool to utilize to question and scrutinize your beliefs but i do understand and respect that there are some people who aren't ready to be there yeah or they're, they, they okay. were unprepared or maybe they were right. unprepared for the impact that the questions had and here's you kind of yeah. reminded me of something sam that maybe i can just pass along to people who are who are learning this approach and you're practicing it is uh you know, if, if you are obtaining consent, that's great. Not everybody does that. I, there are times where I don't, like I mentioned before, I just, I blast something out and then I don't really, you know, who knows what happens after that. But if you're deeply involved in a conversation with somebody, it, it doesn't hurt to just say, do you want to take a break? How are you feeling at this point? Are these questions too uncomfortable? Do you want to ask me any questions in return? Was there something in particular that I said that's really eating at you that you want to clear up and get off, you know, address before we go any further? You can occasionally check in with your conversation partner to see how is this going? Do you need do you need a break? And and we probably need to do that more. I have to say though, as a practitioner, it's it's hard to slow down when you're in a, on a roll, and you're just like pillar after pillar are just falling. It, 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 uh, it's exciting as a practitioner when you notice that happening with somebody, especially if it's a belief that you yourself don't think is true. It's very exciting. But we have to consider the impact that it's having on the person on the receiving end because it could be very upsetting, especially if there's a, there's a cost to discarding this belief or significantly lowering my confidence in it. So check in with your conversation partner uh, regularly, I'd say. 
I'd love to just spend two hours talking to you about conversation ethics. I think that's Let's interesting. Do, I would love to do. Oh man, yeah, we we just scratched oh. the surface on the whole manipulation thing. Yeah. yeah, we we need to get into it further. Yeah, manipulation tactics and conversation ethics are both fun subjects. <laughs> yeah. you and I'll do that someday, Anthony. We'll get we'll give the people what they want. You and I'll do that. Sam, we do have to let you go. Thank you for calling. It's actually I appreciated the the opportunity because you you're the only theist who took up the. The challenge and you are an absolute delight and wonderful and thank you very much for calling and i hope you have enjoy the rest of yeah. your libations <laughs> and have a good evening <laughs> thanks yeah. sam see you yeah. later Cheers. you know that Bye. a lot of yourself, guys uh, Thanks. Yeah, thanks, Sam. That was great. I really appreciate that. And 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 not all of the criticisms or concerns about SE come from theists. That's a lot of them, mm -hmm. and they're noisy because they're they're watching videos of of theists yeah. who hold the same view that they have, and, and that they're they're inept in their responses, and that they're 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 showing signs of mm -hmm. doubt. It could be a very upsetting. But we Maybe also have, we also yeah. listen. I think people in the SE community are probably harder on SE. Than people outside of the SE community. That's such a good thing. We, I th yeah, I think so. And I've never tried to discourage people from doing that. I really haven't. Like, I want Sam to. It sounds like he's already in the community. Like, surface yeah. those reasons. Let, let's hammer it out. Maybe we can build something into the course that we're putting together that thousands and thousands of people will be using to try to right. head that off. Yeah. Right. Because the, it, one of the things to consider, oh my God, I'm just going to do a little bit of this now. We'll talk again later. But one of the things to consider is, and it's, and I think- We're just finding our stride, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And that, that you touched on is that, let's say that um, somebody does come to like a, a true belief, right? Like, so they change their mind and, or at least what you would see as a true belief. Like they, like they deconvert out of like Scientology. I'll pick that because I think it'll trigger the least amount of people and the ones it does trigger, I don't really care. Um, they, they come out of that. That's something that's a deeply held belief. There's entrenched systems that are built a lot around that. They're in this conversation with you and then that is the domino that topples that stuff down. And a lot of, the, a lot of, but like then what yeah. next, right? Like you have just been the, you're, you're just the person who flipped the domino that knocked them all down and then you exit their life at like things like, things like that are things that I See think ya. about quite yeah. consistently, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like you don't, like, are there support networks that you could like maybe be offering people when you have these sorts of conversations? Like, you know, secular therapy mm -hmm. project cards might be good to hang... Anyway, I could talk about conversation ethics for a really, really long time because those are the things that I think about in conversation because you so, you so want to be yeah. careful. And I tweeted this out today that creating another system of manipulation will never be the way to defeat a system of manipulation. Not that I'm saying that that's what straight epistemology is. I do not think that it is, and I'm going to state that explicitly. But I think a lot of us, when we find effective strategies for things like debate or conversations about theism or atheism or effective arguments, we can tend to hammer them in without thinking of why they work, how they're, how they're affecting people, what yeah. the blowback might be why is there pushback like really like scrutinizing how we engage with people is something we don't do as often or well enough in communities like ours uh and i'd mm. love i love to see it i love to see more of it so i enjoyed this immensely yeah we could like i said we could we could probably talk for hours on that like 
Yeah. Yeah. What happens after that person leaves? What What's your obligation mm-hmm. as the as the facilitator of the talk where you were using this approach? And but but also and the solicitor sometimes in many cases. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. other people have said, well, Anthony, why do we have an obligation to do that? Like, what's so different about it? You're just asking some questions and you're leaving them with something to think about. Like, I don't feel that I have an obligation to do anything after the fact. And I don't really feel that it's my place to to tell them that they should do that. We've SE'd the effectiveness of SE and the obligation that we have. Like, we use mm-hmm. the same approach on the claims. Yeah, we absolutely, we eat our own dog food in the SE community. <laughs> Uh, do you ever it's like a mark it's like a, i haven't heard that before yeah <laughs> there'll be some people who get that <laughs> i think it's like in the soft the it's Canadian. in the software business it, you, if you build the software you pr- you know you better be using the same software that you're also selling you know like why wouldn't no, you? i'd love to talk so because i hear so many people like i i love the method but there's also like if when you hear enough of people like making noise about something and you do quite a bit with SE. It makes me think like, okay, you know what? Like you want to be standing on solid foundations. And if the, and if the entire, you know, foundation of this is like, it's good to scrutinize, like you said, eat your own dog food. It's like you use, use the same method on you, like scrutinize it. So that's really good to hear. I really enjoy it because conversation ethics are super important. And I've, I'm derailing this entire show that was supposed to be over. No, that, that's okay. <laughs> one, one more thing. You, you have to also remember like, like uh, you know, the, Street epistemology is a concept that was in a book that a few people mm-hmm. read, lots of people read, mm-hmm. a few people set out to do it, and we're starting to notice like, wow, like what's really happening with this method? What are our ob- mm-hmm. obligations? Yeah. Um, we're, we're just Joe Blows who, who, are, who have picked up this technique and we're using it and it seems like something's happening. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll get to the point, maybe, maybe one of the objectives of the nonprofit will eventually be developing standards and, but, but who knows, like maybe that will, that will actually kill SE if we, if we lock it down too much. Maybe the beauty of it is that it's, it is kind of a grassroots tool that you pick up and you can put your own little spin on it and use it how you see fit. I don't know. I've got more questions than answers on that. What? You and I can talk. It doesn't even. Well, this show is over. Hi, everyone. We were on a, <laughs> <laughs> we were to, that's right. We're on a show. Thanks for tuning into the line, guys. Where me and Anthony apparently just yeah. forget that we're on show and talk about things we want to talk about. I appreciate everybody who called in today. Thank you very much to the producer and the call screeners in the background. You guys are amazing, as well as all the moderators in the chat. Make sure you look at the description links down below. Anthony's is in there and also the line clips channel. There is now a channel that doesn't have the full length shows, but has them all clipped out. So if there was a particular conversation that happened today, for example, that you find interesting and you want to send it for somebody else to have a look at, or you want to review it yourself at some point, it will be on the clips channel, but you have to subscribe. So go subscribe to the line clips channel, the links below in the description. The Street Epistemology Podcast is a production of Street Epistemology International. You can donate or learn more about this nonprofit organization at streetepistemologyinternational.org. The views, guests, and topics expressed here or not expressed here do not necessarily represent those of the organization. 